Welcome, guys, to the Hell in a Cell uh, results episode. Episode, what, 14? I think this is episode 14. Doing good here. Uh, Nice, quiet background. Not walking around in the city. I actually have a night shift. Uh, So I'm just moving my car because of, you know, side parking and stuff so got a nice quiet background no trucks in the background no people walking around so uh it'd be a nice change of pace so let's get into it the hell in a cell results show the show uh very mixed very mixed um definitely an excellent um the women's Hell in a Cell match, excellent match there. Uh, but we'll get into everything. Uh, more stuff that just makes you cringe and just gets you upset. An unexpected uh, turn. I don't think a lot of people saw it coming. But let's just get into it. Uh, we started off with, well, I'm not even, listen, I'm not even going to mention the kickoff show unless something extraordinary happens the kickoff shows are usually just blah and that's what we got here so i i guess i will mention it uh drew gulak uh challenged uh our truth for the 24 7 championship our truth wins obviously and that's that it's nothing nothing special going on there it's sad that Drew Gulak is reduced to this. I remember, what was it? Uh, believe Hell in a Cell. No, no, not Hell in a Cell. Uh, Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. And the very first match in Philly was Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak. And they had an excellent match. I remember that. Very good match. Then... He becomes part of, you know, Daniel, him and Daniel Bryan are a tag team for a bit or, you know, some alliance there. They even go, he even accompanies Daniel Bryan to Russell at WrestleMania, you know, the face off against uh, Sami Zayn and the artist collective standing in uh, Daniel Bryan's corner. So coming out of Mania, I thought, oh, they'll, they'll probably do with some, uh, do something with them as a tag team and. You know, more wishful thinking on my part. So, we start off the night with, I, I, I figured, because I, 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 I would not have known, even in my prediction episode, how you would start off the night. I knew it would be, you start off with a Hell in a Cell match. Middle of the show, Hell in a Cell match, and you end it with a Hell in a Cell now. Now, which order I said was up in the air. I said maybe you put the women, you either put, you're not opening the match with the women. I, I was thinking you either put them in the middle of the show or they main event. Now, as soon as I was talking, uh, I was texting my brother who was watching the show as well. But as soon as, we found out it was the universal title at the beginning. I thought I thought universal title would have been the main event. That's what I thought. I thought that would be the main event of the show. 
you know, first ever I quit Hell in a Cell. You know, they have more of a story there. You know, the storyline is much better than, I guess, Drew and Randy would have been, or is, or whatever. So, for that to be the opener, I said, well, I text my brother, well, that's it. Sasha and Bailey are main eventing. That's the main event, for sure. Now, obviously, I was wrong, but we'll keep, keep going. Anyway... I quit match. Uh, pretty decent match. Uh, Roman locking in the the guillotine choke, trying to get uh, Jay to quit. Doesn't. Uh, they he just kept beating the shit out of him. This was uh, what was it? Class of champions all over again. Then Jimmy comes in. Then the officials come in, and uh, I believe, and then um, the Roman starts choking out Jimmy, Jimmy Uso. So, as that happens, Jay finally quits. Yeah, I, you know, I'm glossing over the details, but he he eventually quits, and that's it. Ro- Roman, Roman. Is still the universal champion. Not much to go on. Like I, like even Jay Uso said, this was not. This was supposed to be a one and done at Clash. It was supposed to move him over to the next uh, opponent, the next contender or whatever, and that's what this was. Also, except now the stipulation is the Usos are now. Subordinates, aka they are part of Roman's new stable, new team. So we got to see: will there be dissension? Obviously, because they're gonna be reluctant at first. I think they all go full heel. Uh, the Usos too. They just go full heel with Roman because you know. I really, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's just going to be like people may be like, hey, you don't, you don't have to listen to him or whatever, some shit like that. But eventually they're all healed. They're the top uh, stable in um, on SmackDown. Uh, the next match was, what was the next match? Oh, so right off the bat, um. I was right on that prediction. Roman Roman uh keeping the championship. Unfortunately, spoiler, heads up, that will be the only match <laughs> that I got correctly. That is the only match I got correctly. Anyway, so yeah, Roman keeps the title next match. Elias versus Jeff Hardy. These two fight off. Uh, uh, what was the ending of the match? Oh, Elias goes to use uh the guitar on Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy avoids it. He gets the guitar and he hits Elias with the guitar. 
So he hits Elias with the guitar. That's the disqualification. Technicality. Elias wins. Elias wins by now. I said in the in the prediction that Jeff would win. Jeff would win because you got to build up these baby faces. You got to build up these good guys. Too many bad guys on Raw. Too many heels. Not no one to really root for. So. I guess they could keep this feud going because, you know, Jeff really didn't beat him. I mean, Jeff didn't beat him. And Elias really didn't get his uh, revenge. He didn't get uh, he didn't get to beat Jeff fair and square and Jeff didn't get to beat him. It was a DQ. Uh, maybe they do a like no disqualification match. Where this time, you know, getting hit with the chair will be the finish. Maybe Jeff finally uses the chair, but this time he can also get the pin. You know what I mean? Then we had... What was the next one? Oh, uh, Miz and Otis for the Money in the Bank briefcase. Now, you know my uh, thoughts on this. I thought it didn't make sense for you to have the whole Miz and Otis thing on, um, you know, the whole lawsuit thing and everything like that. Okay. But once they got drafted, I thought, okay, they're abandoning the storyline. They're moving on to something else. But instead, they kept it going, and then they made a match after they had the draft. So after they just split up the rosters and said, Raw guys are here, SmackDown guys are here, they said, oh, well, you know what? Uh, Raw, a Raw guy is going to fight a SmackDown guy. I thought it was so counterproductive. Keep everybody on their own brand and keep them fighting each other. There's no need to have everybody fight each other yet because... Survivor Series is coming up where it's going to be Raw versus SmackDown. So they had this match. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Nothing special or anything. But the ending of the match was uh, Morrison was about to use the briefcase. About to hit Otis with it. Referee caught him. And referee said, hey, what are you doing there? And he drops the briefcase and goes, oh, I'm not doing nothing. She says, get out of here. <laughs> so she kicks Morrison out. Morrison leaves. I I think Miz went for a roll-up on Otis. I think he went for a roll-up on... Oh, no, no, no. Wait, somebody went. Somehow... Somehow, so we're left with Miz and Otis in the ring. Tucker's still outside the ring. He grabs the briefcase because, you know, Morrison just left. I think Otis went for a roll-up on Miz. And Miz pushed him off or kicked him off. So, like, Otis's head was going through the ropes. And Tucker, what's funny is... 
I don't want to sound like a smart ass or anything. I don't want to, I don't want people just to be like, well, obviously you could say that now because the pay-per-view just happened. So you could just say you thought anything was going to happen and it would kind of be true. But honestly, in all honesty, I was seeing Tucker out there and I said, this match is either going to end quick with Otis getting the win here. Or I was thinking, what if Tucker turned? Now, I I wasn't thinking in in terms of, you know, because Tucker explains why later on. Right after the match, he gets interviewed and he explains why he did it. But I didn't see it that way. I just looked and I said, I said, either Otis is going to hit his finisher right now, win, Tucker gets in and they celebrate, but they just got rid of Morrison. The referee's distracted. What if Tucker turns and forms a group with the Miz? Because remember, Miz would have the Money in the Bank briefcase. Morrison could stay the sidekick, but but now you have Tucker and... Miz as kind of a team together. And you have that three-man uh, faction there. That's stable. Like, you know, Miz adds a, a, a big guy with him. But as I'm looking at it, I'm just looking. And, I'm, and, and at this point, I'm just going, what if? You know, what if he did? Not a... Oh, he's gonna because of this, this, and this. I was just like, what if? And lo and behold, Tucker clocks Otis with the money in the bank briefcase. Otis goes down. Miz gets the pin. One, two, three. And I lose another prediction. He wins. The Miz is Mr. Money in the Bank again. Now, this has only happened one other time. When, what's his face? Mr. Kennedy. Mr. Kennedy won uh, the Money in the Bank briefcase at WrestleMania. He had momentum. Mr. Kennedy had momentum. He, He even bragged about it. He had beaten six world champions, I think, in the first six months of him being on SmackDown. There was, I think, lastly, Batista, Rey Mysterio, Undertaker, Booker T, and maybe Eddie Guerrero was still there. But six were, or, or, or even Kane, but six world champions. So, you know, his stock was going up, won the Money of the Bank briefcase, and then for some reason, his push was stopped. Backstage politics or whatever, but they wanted and they needed to get the belt, uh, the briefcase off of him. So what happens on Monday Night Raw, Edge, the first Money in the Bank winner, He comes in, he challenges Kennedy, 
takes the briefcase. And then that Friday or Thursday, I believe, of SmackDown, he cashed it in on The Undertaker and became the world champion and obviously becoming a SmackDown guy and basically taking over that show. So this has only happened one other time. That's also another reason why I was so reluctant to be like, well, listen, they like Otis. I don't think he's going to cash in successfully. Especially now with Roman uh, being the universal champion. Like I said, I saw Braun as the big monster. And this is like, Otis isn't going to cash it in on him. And then... The Fiend was in the title picture. And I said, well, well, now Otis really isn't going to cash in it on him. And now you have Roman. And at first I said, of the three, you know, Roman is more human. You know, because, you know, you got the monster, the Fiend. And, and then you have Roman Reigns. So I was like, of the three, Roman's is the, is the most human of them. I mean, until we saw how, you know, aggressive Roman has been lately. But I would have said he, he's, he'll probably cash in on Roman. Don't know if he'll do it successfully, but he's going to try to cash in on Roman. Now, absolutely not. Roman, Roman is this new aggressive tribal chief. I, I don't see him doing it. Well, we could throw those plans out the way anyway. Because now we have The Miz um, as the Money in the Bank uh, winner. Uh, not winner. Uh, briefcase holder. So, I mean, Miz teased that, hey, I'm putting Raw, uh, you know, the Universal title and the WWE champion on notice. I th- he he'll stay with the WWE title. I feel. Don't, you, don't mess with Roman. It's it's not going to work out. But the WWE title, I think I think Miz has a better shot at win- winning the WWE title. And all honesty, I said that. Watch, watch. Uh, I, I'll I'll get to it. I, I'm saying watch while you're listening. Let me just get into it. So uh, let's get back to the match. Miz wins. After the match, he has a uh, he has an interview. He says, "I'm putting both champions on notice." Tucker comes in and goes, "Well, I've been an afterthought. You think of the team, heavy machinery, and all anybody cares about is Otis, Otis in the briefcase, Otis and Mandy. I gave him the confidence. I was the the workhorse of the group, but everybody just cares about Otis. Otis comes in." Immediately attacks Miz and Morrison and then goes after Tucker. And Tucker just runs off. Now to the next match. As soon as they made this announcement, this is what happened. They announced the, the match coming up now is Bailey and Sasha Banks. And that's the moment where I texted my brother and said, which means that Drew and Randy are main eventing 
which means Drew's keeping it since he's the babyface. And Miz is cashing in tonight. Watch. I have been so wrong. <laughs> Helena Zell is not helping my credibility. Uh, I, I was completely wrong on that. But that's where I thought they were going. And even after a while, you know, with with everything going on and how beaten up Drew was at the end of the match, I said... Miz is going to cash in right now. Because you don't want to risk holding that that briefcase. And then all of a sudden, somebody challenges you for the briefcase. And then you might lose it. Or you might be forced to defend it. So, we get to it. Sasha and Bailey. Great match. Love. All the new ideas, uh, Bailey using setting up the candlesticks between the cell and the stairs as like a little table, slamming Sasha through it, then setting up the candlesticks again to to do that whole catapult thing where you fling your opponent in the air or whatever. To 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 like what they do on the bottom rope. To like catch their throat on the bottom rope. But with the kendo stick. Uh, Sasha hitting those meteoras. Running up the table. Hitting it. Uh, chairs. Kendo sticks. It was all there. It was all there. Even the table. Even though the table wasn't... Uh, no one was put through the table. And then uh, Bailey brings in the ladder. Didn't use the ladder to like climb up it or anything. But use that as another like table sort of setup. Uh, at one point, it's the funniest thing. It's one of the funniest shits. This is why Bailey is is getting up there. You know... Bailey's ba- all four horsewomen are just right there, neck and neck. Like it's so hard to put who's the best of them all. But that's one of the reasons why Bailey's the best. One of one of the best there, because she just goes and she wants to make this I don't know contraption or something. So she wants to take two candlesticks. Put one between the the ring and the cell. But she has to duct tape them on each end. So it'll look like a dual lightsaber. Like Darth Maul. That's how I thought she was going to use it. I said, oh, is she going to use... It looks like a double lightsaber. Like she's just going to beat the shit out of uh, Sasha like that. But the duct tape isn't holding. She, she can't rip it off right and then she just looks at the ref and goes, ah, I'm kind of sweaty. Can you do this for me? And goes, no, I'm not going to do this for you. <laughs> oh, I cracked up because she just looked like, can you just help me? This is going to really help me beat the shit out of Sasha. Like, just come on. Come on. Just help her. Just help take that duct tape off. 
So she winds up abandoning that. She gets a fire extinguisher to the face. The end of the match, uh, I believe, oh, at one point, uh, Sasha, with Bailey in the corner, Sasha runs. Now, you had two chairs, and in between it was uh, a ladder laid across. So it looked like a little table. This could have ended badly, and I'm glad it didn't. But Sasha runs. Jumps on top of the ladder and hits Bailey with a meteora. And I'm just saying it could have ended badly because a step off, she could have tripped. She could have fell. She could have got her leg caught in the ladder. But thankfully, it was hit to perfection. She hit it perfectly. Um, so... She hits that perfectly. Then at one point, Bailey hits the Bailey to belly. And I just thought, that's it. I I I don't remember seeing Bailey hit the Bailey to belly in a long time. Especially as the finish. She's either used the elbow drop or her, her other move that it's uh it was Dean Ambrose like first move. I th- I know it's EC3's move, the one percenter or whatever. She does it a little different, but kind of the same thing, driving the head into the into the mat. So I see her hit the Bailey. I'm like, this is it. But then Sasha hits hits it. I think I think Bailey went for it a second time. Uh, but with the chair on the back, I think Sasha avoided that. Ba- uh, Sasha hit the Bailey to belly on Bailey kick out, and then Sasha puts in the bank statement, and Bailey's reaching for the chairs. The chairs nearby, and then then Sasha hooks up the the chair to Bailey's neck and starts wrenching back and a tap out right there. Your new SmackDown Women's Champion, Sasha Banks. I didn't expect it. But if you listen to the prediction episode, I said you could go either way. This is a coin flip. Either Bailey wins and you hold off the rematch till Mania or another big event. Or... Sasha wins and gets the re- uh gets her win back. And then maybe you could keep Bailey and Sasha going for a few more months. I said it was a coin flip. Either one of them winning is not the wrong answer. Next match was we had Jeff Oh, this match. Oh my god. So Mustafa Ali had appeared with Retribution and said, well, we, we want to fight the Hurt Business. You pick a member and you pick a member of, of Retribution and we'll come out and fight you. So the Hurt Business is there. And uh, they're talking backstage. And obviously, Bobby Lashley is the only one in his gear. So 
what's her name? Kayla, Kayla Braxton or whatever. The interviewer. She goes, well, Bobby, you're the only one in your gear. So I'm assuming you're, you're going to be the one. He goes, yeah. And I'm putting the w, uh, the United States title on the line. And he comes out and uh, actually they say, but which member would we face? And he goes, Slapjack. And uh, let me tell you this. When I heard, when, when I saw that, okay, it's going to be one member of Retribution versus one member of the Hurt Business. Immediately, the one member was either, well, uh, two. Either Cedric Alexander or Shelton Benjamin. I thought it would be one of those two to face either Ali or T-Bar. Now, I say Ali because he's the leader. I say T-Bar because he's the big guy there. He's the big guy. He's the muscle. I say Cedric or Shelton. Because one of them has to lose. That's just how it goes. One of them has to lose. To make this group credible. This group has done nothing but lose. So. If you're going to make a last minute match. And say one member of Retribution versus one member of Hurt Business. Okay, this is where Retribution looks credible. This is where they're going to get one guy to beat the shit out of a member of the Hurt Business. And then when Lastly said it's going to be him and he's going to put up the United States title, I said, this is good for Retribution. Why? How? What better way to make a group credible than to have them take away the U.S. title? Make one of the members a champion. Now, as soon as Bobby Lassley said he's putting up the title, I was like, well, same thing. Same, same members. Either Mustafa Ali wins it and he's the champion and he leads this group. Or... T-Bar gets it. And he's the he's the muscle champion or whatever in the group. But then they said and Retribution said we could pick which one of them we want to fight. And that's where I lost it. Because if I'm the hurt business, why wouldn't I pick the fucking smallest member. And then. And then. Bobby Lassie goes. Who, well, who am I going to fight? Slapjack. And I'm like. Bobby Lassie versus Slapjack. They've, they've never had. A one on one match. Where do I remember seeing that? Oh. Because they had a six man tag. And wasn't it Slapjack. Who 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 tapped out or passed out to Bobby Lashley's move? 
What are they doing with retribution in all honesty? I had a thing with retribution like, these guys don't look credible. There's a whole episode about it. These guys don't look credible. These guys are acting like kids. Oh, we threw a brick through a glass. Then they get signed to WWE. Why? Oh, it's cheaper to pay us than to pay the security guys to defend this place. I, I don't get that logic, but okay. And then Mustafa Ali comes in. And I was like, all right, he's the leader. This is good. There's, they're doing something with this group. But then they lose to the Hurt Business. They get beat up by the Fiend. And, oh, spoiler... I'm going to say this right here because it had I known it would be one member of Retribution versus one member of the Hurt Business, my prediction would have been a member of Retribution. And I would have accepted the loss. I accept the loss. I'll take that in the L column for today in the predictions because I would have said... If you are good, this, first off, this is, oh my God, oh, this is Retribution's first time on pay-per-view. They haven't been on pay-per-view before. What are they doing? This is such a nothing group. This group is garbage. Like I said, who am I rooting for? The Hurt Business keep beating up. If if you are just a regular casual fan, the Hurt Business is beating up my favorite guys. They're beating up Apollo Crews. They're beating up Ricochet. They're beating up these good guys. They're assholes. Now Retribution comes in. They're beating up everybody. They're assholes. Well, now they're going to fight each other. Why do I care? Why do I care? Why do I care if Hurt Business wins? Why do I care if Retribution wins? Why do I care if, if Lassie loses the U.S. title or not? This group is such a joke at this point. This is Retribution's first chance at winning a title and their first time on a pay-per-view. They didn't show up at SummerSlam. They didn't show up at Backlash. They didn't show up at Clash of Champions. This is it. This is their debut. One member. And you give it to Slapjack. What a silly fucking name too. Why can't we call him Shane Thorne? Why can't we call him Dominic Dijakovic? Why can't we call him Dio Mason? Mia Yim. Who cares? Why is Mustafa Ali the only one with a real name? So their first pay-per-view debut, Mustafa Ali is not fighting. Why? Don't know. 
the hurt the the retribution isn't winning why i don't know these guys have lost over and over and over why do i care about this group it doesn't make sense Heel group and heel group. I have no one to root for. I have no dog in this fight. I don't give a shit who wins. Why am I watching? So Bobby Lashley wins. He keeps the title. Passes out or makes this guy tap out. Slapjack. Throws him down. Bobby Lashley is about to pose with the title. Or does. Doesn't matter. And Retribution comes in to jump him. They come in to jump him. T-Bar comes in. Mace comes in. And Ali is on the apron. At the same time, the Hurt Business comes in. uh, They're on the ramp. And they're walking. They are walking into the ring. So T-Bar and Mace, they're they're beating down on Lastly. Lastly, makes a comeback. Lastly, makes his own comeback. He throws out T-Bar. He throws out Mace. And then as soon as... The Hurt Business get in the ring. Mustafa Ali gets in the ring. And he slips on a banana peel. And he falls down and goes, Whoa, I can't fight all four of you. Well, that's what the group is for. What do you think your group is for? The group is there to even the odds. There's four of you, four of them beat the shit out of them. But I'm sorry. One member just lost the match, so he's out. But your two biggest guys beat the shit out of their one guy and loses. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Take Mustafa Ali out of the group now. I thought he's the leader. This is different. They're going to do something. They're going to make this group credible. This this group looks stupider than ever before. It is their pay-per-view debut. They get a title match. The two top guys in the group, T-Bar and Mustafa Ali, Aren't even fighting for it. It's their weakest member. Behind fucking Mia Yim. If you rank them all. T-Bar's at. uh, Slapjack is at the fucking bottom. He fights. He loses. No title for retribution. No way to make them look good. No way to make them look as a. Like a threat. Like I said, if if it was put one member versus one member, I would have said T 
T-Bar is going to beat Shelton Benjamin. Mustafa Ali is going to beat Sh- uh, uh, Cedric Alexander. Those would have been probably the matchups. One member of Hurt Business is going to lose. And that's not what happened. This group is garbage. And I'm recording this on a I'm recording this on a Tuesday. I know what happens on Monday Night Raw. They lose again. It's a Tuesday. I was busy. I couldn't record the episode the day the day after the pay-per-view. It is Tuesday morning, which means I know what happens on Monday Night Raw. They do another rematch. Her business versus retribution. And I, I think this time it was an elimination match. So basically a Survivor Series match. And the Hurt Business wins again. Retribution is garbage. Get rid of it. It's done. The, whatever they were thinking with this group is done. It's over. This group is hot garbage. Why even bring in the group? If you looked at this group and said, this is going to be the top heel group. In WWE. Well we already have a heel group. With the Hurt Business. We're going to make a heel group with Roman Reigns. Why are we going to bring in this group? Why don't we make them baby faces instead? Why are we going to make them heels? Who are they going to face? The other heel group? This Retribution is garbage. Get it over with. Get it over with. Have the stipulation already. Have the stipulation at Summer uh, Survivor Series. The Hurt Business versus Retribution. If they beat Retribution, they're disbanded. They are done. They are broken up. You did this shit with the Iconics. If the Iconics lose... Or, or the Riot Squad loses. They're broken up. They can never team again. Do that with this group. This group is shit. One positive thing. Give me one positive thing about this group. It's not edgy. It's not a threat. If they're losing all the time. And I know Musaf Ali is trying his best. He's trying his best on Twitter and saying, you know, you know, we lose, you know, but we'll learn. You're losing too much. I don't care anymore. If you lost one week and they came back and went on a winning streak, I get it. But you're losing all the time. You lost to the Hurt Business. You got your ass kicked by the Fiend. You, You lost miserably. Uh, at the pay-per-view because one member tapped out and then your two biggest guys were beaten up by one guy and now on Monday Night Raw you lose again this group sucks I'm done with this group I can do a whole episode uh, I can do th- how much I hate this group at this point I can do a whole episode I could do a, a, this would be a second part. This would be part two of why Retribution 
sucks. How much I am annoyed with this group. But I'm going to keep going and keep on. The last match was Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. Not a bad match. It was a decent match. I I feel they killed so much time though. Climbing up the Hell in a Cell. At one point. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to calm down while giving this review. At one point. Randy climbs up top. And McIntyre climbs up top. And Randy has something red. Now, the only thing I've seen red, we've seen red of lately, is the bolt cutters. So I'm thinking, what's he going to do with the bolt cutters? I foolishly thought, which I'm pretty sure they could have done back in the day, was he was going to bolt cut one section of the cell and threaten to throw McIntyre into it. That's not what happened. It was just a red pipe. Uh, they fight up top a bit. Randy starts climbing down. Drew McIntyre follows him. Randy hits McIntyre's head into the cell. McIntyre falls through the announce table. It looks like he's out. Then Randy drags McIntyre all around the cell, back into the ring. Uh, beat the shit out of him some more. Now, here's what I like. Was that McIntyre came back. He was setting up for the Claymore. Runs for the Claymore. Jumps up so that he could hit the kick. And Randy just drops his body down. And McIntyre just falls. Just falls flat on his back on the mat. Gets up. RKO. One. Two, three. I didn't see it coming. Randy Orton is now a 14-time champion. He ties Triple H for second place as a 14-time world champion. Even still, the cell is raised. Randy goes to the ramp. He's posing. And they've got a close-up of his face as if, you know, Miz is going to come from behind and hit him with the briefcase. I was still holding uh, uh, hope. Like, he's cashing it in right now. Watch. It's, then they show the over-the-shoulder, Randy looking at Drew. And I'm thinking, music's going to play right now. Then they zoom in on Randy's face, not showing what's behind them. He's going to cash in right now. But no cash in. Randy's still the champ. I don't have a problem with it. I, I My brother was holding out hope at Clash of Champions. He said Randy's going to take it. So my brother's been the one to say it, it, Randy's going to win it. Randy's going to get the title back. I'm like, no, I think they're just... Randy's there just to build up... Uh, Drew McIntyre, but I was wrong this time. I literally only got one match correct <laughs> today uh, at Hell in a Cell. But, um, but yeah, Randy's champ again. Um, 
Does this mean that the feud keeps going with him and Drew? Most likely. So we're going to have to do another couple matches with them. They're going to be fighting for another, what, pay-per-view or two? Are they going to go all the way to Royal Rumble with this? Possibly. Anyway, guys, so sorry about that Retribution rant. Maybe I will do an episode just talking about them just to get everything off my chest. Or I could just wait till like Survivor Series to see how much they destroy that group even more. Anyway, guys, thank you. Uh, My predictions were way off. I only got one match correct. Everything else is wrong. (laughs) Thank you, guys. I'll talk to you uh, next time.